0: Hola, Jambo, Ecavo. Welcome to the Rich Immigrant Podcast. This podcast was created to be what the next immigrant needs to thrive and what we need as an immigrant community. In this podcast, we talk about attaining financial independence, living full lives in the new countries we call home. And we'll do all that while talking about topics that pertain to the immigrant community all over the world. We'll do that with grace, with truth, with love, and yes, with great background music. So please, dance into every podcast episode with me. I'm Dio Teru, and I'm your host. Welcome. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Rich Immigrant Podcast. This is episode 88, and I think I just heard my neighbor sneeze. I don't know. Hope not. But anyway, coming to you from my office or second bedroom in my apartment in Tokyo. Yay! It's a roller coaster, but we're here. Um, I know I planned to have the podcast on last week, but your girl is in transition and it's It's going. Um, I had a couple of things go wrong. I didn't have internet, um, work and life, and moving within Japan was busy. I got stood up by a podcast guest twice, and so that messed up my whole scheduling and all that stuff. Um, so I know it's great when I have guests on the podcast, but sometimes it can be the ghetto um, when um, people can disappoint you, um, especially at the last minute, multiple times. Um, But just sharing because it is the reality. Just if your friend's a podcaster and interviews a bunch of people and they're doing it with their full-time job, give them a hug because they are going through it. (laughs) Anyway, this week, uh, I wanted to talk about something I said I would share um, just in case it helps somebody else that's thinking about this. And so for the past two years, a goal of mine has been to open a college savings account. Um, And so I finally did that in August. Um, August 2023 is one of the things I did just before I moved, because it was one of my big goals to get that going. So I did it. Pressured by the move, let me not lie. I procrastinated for over a year and a half, but I did it. Um, And so I want to share the what and the why behind opening this account and doing so now while I do not yet have kids. I know somebody may be listening and be like, huh, when did you born? (laughs) No, I don't have kids yet. Um, But first... What in the world is a 529 account? So a 529 college savings account, the 529 is just the name. It's a it's a college savings account um, and it is a state-sponsored investment plan in the U.S. that allows you to save money for a beneficiary and use that money from those investments to pay for their education expenses now why this versus other investment vehicles well the big thing about a 529 is the tax advantage and that those tax advantages come in two ways the first one is no matter how much the investment grows you can take the money out and you will not pay taxes on the investment when you take it out so long as They are used to pay for what is considered qualified education expenses, not just university. It can also be for high school as well. Um, You know, most plans allow for that. So that's the first college savings is that the earnings grow tax free. The second is that some states also offer tax benefits that are immediate and kind of reward you or reduce your tax burden for making those investments. Um, but I will have to be honest in saying that not all states are created equal. Um, and so these states offer these benefits to their residents. So you can't just say, oh, you know, states, I don't know, whatever state offers the best benefits, I'm going to open my plan there. Even if you open the plan there, you will not get the benefits if you're not a resident of that state. Um some states offer zero tax benefits while about 30 states offer some benefits and some are pretty meaningful and others are like, eh, it's something. Um, and so in many cases, you have to contribute and open your plan in your state to get your state's tax benefits. So I'll give an example. So New York, the state of New York, offers a state income tax deduction for residents up to $5,000 single or $10,000 married filing jointly. Again, this impacts your state tax, not federal. So what does that mean? So let's say I'm in the state of New York um, and they are trying to calculate my taxes for the year. For simple examples, let's say I'm in the 25% tax bracket. So I make a hundred thousand or that's taxable and 25%. My tax bill is $25,000. However, let's see, as a single person, I put $5,000 towards a 529 in the state of New York where I live. My taxable income is not a hundred thousand dollars. It reduces to $95,000 and my tax is now only on the $95,000. And then my tax is now $23,750. So that way, I save over $1,000 in taxes. Simplistic example, but just wanting to show an example. Um, And then there are other states, you know, I think there are states that have higher limits. I think like South Carolina has like $20,000 you can put in. um, And all of that amount, you know, reduces your taxable income. Um, and so one thing I learned is that before spending a bunch of time researching a bunch of state plans, first research what your state offers when it comes to tax benefits. So for example, if you live in a state that offers no tax benefits at all, and then your state's 529 investment plan isn't that great, then you may actually be better off looking at investing in another state's plan, which many states allow non-residents to open their 529 account with them. So I think my colleague, I was asking people, my colleague either has his in um, Arizona or Nevada, one of those, at the time he opened when he had his first kid 10 years ago, Our state, Minnesota, does allow you to open in different states and still get the benefits, which is wonderful. So I think Nevada, Arizona was a good plan at the time, so he picked that option. Okay, I'm already getting technical, but let me dial back, okay? Um, It's like, D, you don't have kids. Why are you opening a college savings plan? Well, good question. Um, It's for a couple of reasons. So first... I'm now officially in my late thirties and I'm an auntie proper (laughs) shout out to the aunties I used to look up to when I was growing up thinking they had it all figured out and all of that stuff um because we're still figuring it out but I would say it is a lovely place to be um so I'm officially in my late thirties I don't have kids yet but that's something I want so I'm planning for it, just like you plan for if you're going to buy a house, you save for it. If you're going to have a kid and you want to support them financially towards getting to university, I think you should plan for it when you have the capacity to do so. Plus, I know that when kids come into the picture, the household budget will take a hit. (laughs) To a large extent, thinking child care costs, food costs, healthcare, diapers, family vacations, school fees, activities, all of it. Um, And especially in those first few years with daycare expenses or forever, actually forever. And so while I'm single and I've paid off non-mortgage debt, it's just something I want to get started on now. So I'm not as I'm not as stretched thin in the future. I mean nobody knows the future, but at least I can do the best based on what I know now. Um another reason for me is that I don't want to work forever. I've said this like so many times. Um I really want to retire or be work optional at the age of 50. And so let's say I have a kid at 40, I'll be 10 years, they'll be 10 years old when I want to stop working or at least dial back from working and I can only afford to do that if I have certain things in place including you know saving for college because that's something that I want to do you know for my future kid or kids Um, and so I want to take advantage of my earning years uh, and my goal would be to have college saved for by the time that I retire. Now, so that way, I want to be able to spend time with my kids, um, and and God willing, and starting early is, is is part of my plan. Um, and and let's be honest, I'm in this position to even open one before a kid is born because of two privileges, right? One, I'm now in my higher earning years and I laid the foundation by having paid off debts and, and and living a lifestyle that doesn't just spend everything I earn. Um, and so I have capacity now to you know save a bit more towards that future longer-term goal. Um, And you can also say that it's one of the pluses or benefits of a, you know, potentially being a mature parent. I'm not going to say older parents, because please don't talk to us like that. Um, More mature parents, because, you know, I think depending on what 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 life throws at you. Um, you know, some people had kids when they're 20 in their 20s and at that time they're just starting careers, not able to put so much away. And my colleague, like I was talking about, they still open the account when their kid was born. They don't put that much, but they started putting a little bit over time. Um, and then, um, for me now, even before the kid is born, I want to put as much as I can now so that once the kids are here, Maybe, hopefully, this is sorted out, right? Um, and so another question you might have is, how am I even able to open an account for a kid that's not here yet? Good question. Okay, I think that's the beauty of 529 plans, right? When you open a 529 college savings plan or account, you have to name a beneficiary, And right now, I have named myself as a beneficiary. And technically, if I decide to go back to school, I can use whatever is in the account to pay for it, to pay for my qualified education expenses. Um, So at this point, I've opened one account listing myself as a beneficiary. And when I do have a kid, I'll change the beneficiary from myself to the kiddo. And so the key lesson here is that you don't need to have a kid to open an account. Um, you can open one and name yourself as the beneficiary and you can then, you know, change your beneficiary later. Now, you can open one for yourself, for your nieces, for your nephews, grandchildren. You don't have to be the parent of a child to open a 529 college savings account in the U.S., Um, One thing, though, the person in opening the account has to be a U.S. person. So you need a social security number. Um, And then the beneficiary also, you know, has to have a social security number and be a U.S. person. Um, So just something to keep in mind. So, you know, I've opened 529 accounts for, you know, friends, kids, for example, that were born here. But the parents live elsewhere. Of course, you have to have the trust factor taken care of and make sure it's somebody you trust and vice versa before you do that but yeah that is also possible um, another question is what happens if i have more than one kid well good question but let's just take it one step at a time please <laughs> you know for now i'm just passing myself on the back for starting and when we get to that bridge i think we'll cross it Um, and then what happens if I don't have kids? And I think I started to touch on this earlier, but maybe I'll explain a bit more. You know, I can use the funds for other purposes and pay tax on the earnings. I could use the fund to fund my own learning. I could change the beneficiary to many other biological or non-biological nieces and nephews. There are plenty of children in my life. Um and so yeah, that's that's those that could happen. Um in spirit of transparency, nobody asked me, but I opened the account and I put fifteen hundred, one thousand five hundred dollars, and that's it for 2023. I'm not putting more than that. Um, why did I decide on that amount? That's the amount you put in to get the maximum state tax benefit, which is like, I don't know, maybe a hundred dollars reduction in my state tax. So like I said. My state tax benefit is not, you know, ground shaking, but it's something, and we'll take it. Um, so that's what I did, and maybe I'll do the same amount next year. Um, so the bulk of my savings and investments are still for my retirement and early retirement, and this is just okay. Let's start moving this this forward. Um. So the other question is how much do you need to put in to be sure that you're covering your child's education? And I'll be honest, there are many calculators, there are many blogs and all that stuff with different assumptions about if your child goes to a four-year college in state or private school or blah, blah, blah. Here's how much college will cost, you know, in 20 years or whatever. And I didn't go down that rabbit hole for now. Um, you know, I I decided to just do enough research to start because at this point, I don't have a kid. So I don't need to have all the steps figured out. But I think it also highlights a key point when it comes to personal finances. I think many times we stop because we don't have it all figured out. Learn enough to start now and then you know, then you do more research. I mean, you guys see how much research I did about the state plans and it took me forever, the analysis paralysis. If I now started trying to do the research on, on um, how much I need to save, I would just have not opened the account for another year, given the time for moving and how I didn't have time to research. So I would say start now, don't wait to have it all figured out. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say one thing I did look for in my plan um, was, you know, a plan that allowed for um, other people to donate. And so many state plans will have this where you can just send a link and people can donate directly into your 529 plan. And I think this is a great way to, you know, people are saying, oh, your kid's birthday's coming or it's the holidays. And they want to give a gift, just let your family and friends know that this is something that you know you would appreciate. So, if they want to buy your kid a gift, then they can just send the full amount towards the five twenty nine or another account, or maybe they can split it, or just let them know that this isn't an option, and they can decide. And so many 529 plans will give will provide a link for you that you can then provide to people. So that way you don't have to deal with transferring money here, transferring it back, making the investment, all that sorted for you. So how do you actually open the account? It depends from state to state. So um I did help someone open a Minnesota savings account, and that you have to open on the state's 529 account website. Now For mine, I I also was looking, since my state of Minnesota allows me to get the tax benefits regardless of which state's plan I picked, I, out of convenience, I compared a bunch of plans and all that stuff. Then I found one only to realize, oh, the state only allows its residents. So I was like, okay, eliminate that for convenience. I said, okay, which states have their plans with Fidelity? Fidelity is my main brokerage. For my 401k, my brokerage account, my HSA, all with Fidelity. I'm not advertising for them at all. But from a practical standpoint, from a management standpoint, I just have to log into one place. So I got the list of 529s with Fidelity and I... I decided I was just going to pick from one of them. I wasn't going to dilly-dally and try to figure out, you know, 20 more states. So that way, when I log in, it's easy for me to invest. It's easy for me to track in. It's one login. It's convenient for me. And so, yeah, I opened my 529 account with Fidelity. And, um, you know, that's where we are. I picked the New Hampshire plan um, because they do allow for, other states to invest and other residents of other states to invest. So that's what I've done. Um, So, yeah, that's my experience with opening a 529 college savings account. You know, the highlight here is understand what your state offers. You can change beneficiary at any time. You can figure out how much you want to save long term. Like I always say, though, Put your life vest on first and making sure my retirement is good to go that's my way i'm investing more over putting money aside for college but since i have the privilege of being in my higher earning years i can now afford to do both and so i'm starting to do both and um, even if what you can do is 25 dollars a month 50 bucks a month if it is important to you and you have the capacity in your budget i'll say why not give it a start um, and even if you're not able to contribute frequently, think about getting that link, opening an account with a state that gives you a link so that family and friends can contribute either any time of the year or during you know birthdays, holidays, whatever it is. And so um, that's, that's, that's it. I will put in the show notes um, some websites that are helpful um in just research or for opening 529 um accounts. Um I think one of them is saving. Yeah, savingforcollege.com. Did you provide quite a bit of um information. And I think there's one called my529.org, but let me let me double check that one <laughs> before I, I confirm. Um, and there are some websites that offer the way you can like And points or something and put that towards 529 i didn't look into those into too much detail i think it's called you promise um i'm not sure (laughs) yeah there's something with you promise but i did not get deep into that but if that's something you want to look into um please do so um Thanks for listening. I hope you learned something about my process, my thought process. And uh, if you're already ahead on the 529 game, power to you. I'm glad to have joined you. Have a wonderful week, everyone. And thank you for being here. Cheers. See you next week for real. See you next week. Bye. Hey there. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Rich Immigrant Podcast. Before you go, I'd like you to know that there will always be room for you at this table. And as I wrap this up, I'd like to ask for your help with a few things to help support and amplify the message of the podcast. First, please subscribe. Click the subscribe button and that way you're notified of new episodes. Second, if you enjoyed this episode, please write and review the podcast. That way you're signaling to Apple that the content here is, you know what? popping and you amplify our message to other potential listeners and last but not least please follow us on instagram at the rich immigrant and as we go out into the world i hope that you're encouraged to show up and live fully in whatever country you've chosen to call home ciao bye or devil. see you next time